Hola, everyone. It's the good sis Dorian Black. And Ari Hart. And the girls are back with another episode. Yes. Yes. How y'all doing? Yes. How y'all feeling? Great. I know that's right. It's a lovely Thursday. We in this bit. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, yeah, let's hop into our what the hell happened. Let's first debrief. How was your week? Mm, long. I'm over it. I'm just, <laughs> I had enough. Um, I've been dealing with some family issues, mm-hmm. you know, just dealing with my siblings. My my little sister's at the adolescent age, and she's just really acting out. And it's just, it's weird to watch her go from, like, little girl playing dolls and everything to her just acting crazy. Like, a hormone monster is kind of how I want to describe it. So it's just like, I don't, I'm at that place where it's mm. like, girl. I still throw them hands. Might have to put some hands and feet on her. Listen, it's at that point. Period. You know, the disrespect towards me and my mom and the teachers. It's just like, all right, sis, enough is enough. Some just got to give. So, yeah. That's just what I've been dealing with. But other than that, life is great. Yeah, this age is definitely a hard one because, you know, I definitely deal with plenty of those at work. Like today, this one kid really tried me, he had the right one. Mm hmm. Like, he was disrupting my class the whole time. So, then, you know, I was writing him a detention pass. He decided to walk away. Before he walked away, I said, you know, if you walk away, it's going to be, this is going to escalate to something bigger. So, you know, do the right thing. Take the the damn detention pass. Mm -hmm. And let's just keep it pushing. He walks away. Cool. Bet. So, I called the dean and I told the dean about the whole situation. So, then he comes like, oh, I need to pass the lunch i said no i'm not writing you anything you can go down there and get a deduction like mm. we have these things called deductions so like if you get a deduction it'll add up to a detention um and he was like what and i was like i'm not writing you anything i just told you that i was writing you a detention patient you decided to walk out like that was a joke so you get in the past mm-hmm. lunch is a joke to me huh. so he got mad he slammed the door and then i got up and i walked out in the hallway behind him and i was like you really got the right one <laughs> i said you you got me messed up and he's like, i don't give a fuck da 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 and I was getting all buck with him. And the other teacher didn't step in. Miss Hart might have been put on some type of suspension today. Because I was just like, who are you talking to? I said, you got the right one. I said, you can go ahead with your attitude. He said, I don't care. You do care. I said, you care because you're mad. You're mad. And he was getting even more of it. Like, kids, Miss Hart will win the fight. I just want y'all to know that. Because one thing the kids are feeling, I'm young and I'm black. Like, I will come for you and you're not going to win it. You're going to be more mad than I am at the end of the argument. Mm-hmm. But I just let it be. But he ended up getting some paperwork. So he, I think he got suspended. Or a parent got to bring him in or something. Mm. So That's just like that teacher. I don't know if you saw the video where the student was talking to her. And the teacher just snapped and started beating the girl up. Mm, no, fighting. I haven't seen that. Oh, my goodness. I seen that. I didn't. The teacher looked pretty young. I thought she was one of the students. I'm like, why is these two kids fighting? But it was the teacher. Right. Like, the little girl was, she was talking to her. And the teacher was like, listen, I gave you X amount of opportunities. This is what it is. So the girl tried to, like, bump past the teacher the teacher just started going off i'm like oh my god i would have never put my hands on the kid but you definitely will get a pg-13 curse out because no you got the right one so Mm. yeah i think they locked that teacher up i'm like damn my sister's better but i could definitely cut you you're mad though you still have the tension so what's funny i have my degree do you like that's just what that's just what you have to do as a teacher gotta come for them because like we and then, you know, when you have parents that can't have a kid, I can't even expect to handle your kid. So, mm-hmm. you have a hard time making me feel better because, like, you know, mm. 
It's hard out here. That's why it really takes a village. It does take teachers and mm-hmm. family to all raise a kid, you know? Yeah, it's it really hard. Does. I Like, my thing is, like, growing up, my mom used to discipline me and my brother. Like, we used to get whoopings. We used to right. get cursed out. We used to get, you know, you know, stuff taken away from us. My brother, one year, he ain't have Christmas at all. Right. And so, you know, I just was like, mm, I feel it was a sad Christmas for him. But, you know, now it's just like, I feel like my parent or my mom is a little more lax and like she, like she's old. She's not old, but she's tired. Like she didn't raise four or five kids already. Like, you know, and now this is the age where they just getting out of control and nothing seems to be working. Like you can talk to them, you can whoop them. Nothing seems to be working. So I really, I don't know if it's this just whole generation because I know when I went to go pick my little sister up from school, mm-hmm. one of the girls, one of her friends got in trouble for spitting on a boy. I'm like, oh, wow. why would you spit on somebody? Like, that is disgusting. And why would you want to hang with somebody who's like that? So right. I don't know if it's like the social media craze or just like... You know the things they hear or see on TV, but it's just like That's above it's and crazy because it's it's not just one kid; it's literally everyone in that age bracket. So, right. I don't know if you guys have you know younger siblings or kids who are in that adolescent, preteen, teenage years. Like, how do you deal with them when they misbehave? Like, what are some of the you know disciplines that you may have? Do you discipline your kids? Do you whip them? Or do you, you know, talk to them, take things away? Or if you do all three, because I need to know at this point, because I just, I don't know. I see it everywhere. Yeah. <sighs> it's hard out here. Mm-hmm. But what else happened this week? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I went on a date. Oh, how was it? It was nice. Ah. We went to Bistro Romano. What's that? It's a nice, cute place. Right off of South Street that I never knew existed. It's like really in the tuck. Really? It's really cute though. Like the atmosphere is there. The food was bomb. I had like salmon over a couscous. Mm -hmm. And we had wine. It was a good time. So, and then... (laughs) I went on a second date on Saturday with a different person. Okay. I'm out here dating, y'all. So, are you just dating? Are you are you dating and being intimate? Because I know last time you said you was like straining. Nope. It's just dating, dating, like going out, having a good time, but there's no intimacy or anything like that. Okay. Um, and I actually did express that to like one of the guys. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I am dating for the purpose of a relationship, but I'm definitely not getting intimate before, you know, this is something serious. So... And that's a step yeah. to date and have the purpose of a relationship. A lot mm-hmm. of people are just out here dating because, oh, I'm going to go with the flow. Right. No, I'm not I'm going with the I'm guilty of that. <laughs> and, but that's the thing. If that's where you are, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And, you know, people want different things. So you might be able to go in the flow and then eventually mm-hmm. you might get to a place where you're like, I don't want to go in the flow. I want, yeah. I know exactly this is the route. Right. And um, so one of the guys that I went out on a date with and I was, you know, his communication was kind of lacking, and mm-hmm. I feel like I just communicated that I wasn't feeling that. Mm. And um, I think in the past, I would kind of just not communicate that as effectively or wait later on to let somebody know, like, I'm not feeling their particular communication style. But I just, mm-hmm. like, said, hey, can I talk to you? And I was just like, hey, you know, communication is really important to me, mm-hmm. and I do like you. However, like, if you can't uphold the communication in a way that's going to work for me, then we're not going to be able to make this work. And I said, yeah. I get we're both busy and stuff, but you got to, like, have, like, better communication. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I understand. He's like, um, 
thank you for being like patient. I definitely want my communication to be there with you, so I'm gonna work on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool, bet. So I've expressed it to you. If I don't see a change, I'm gonna let you know again. Like, hey, I haven't seen this change, so I think it's best. Like mm-hmm. that we just. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's nothing against you, but if I tell you that I don't like something you're doing and you can't adjust, and communication is important no matter what the relationship, whether right. it's friend, business, ro- romantic, so, mm-hmm. yeah, but those dates were fun, and then I ended up running into, like, somebody, like, an old friend of mine, and me and her actually went out after my one date, mm-hmm. and we had a good time on Saturday, so, you know, it's been a nice, um... A nice week reconnecting with friends. So, like, the friend I reconnected with was my friend Nori mm-hmm. that I used to work with at 7-Eleven. Me and her had stopped talking for a while. And then, yeah, so now we're cool again. And um, me and my friend Jordan, we mm-hmm. also had reconnected, too. And me and her and Sierra were supposed to go out on Saturday. So, um, like, this is kind of, like, I guess my season of reconnecting with friends. I mean, I, I be reconnecting with these niggas all the motherfucking <laughs> time. I can reconnect with some good friends. That's good. You know? As you're supposed to. You know, yeah. life is too short to hold on to grudges. Yeah, and I saw one post when a girl was like, um... She was just like, you know, bitches is so quick to cut their friends off, but bitch, you gave that nigga 50 million chances, but I'm cut off over one thing, and it kind of makes me think, like, I think... Not saying that anybody necessarily deserves like a bunch of chances but mm-hmm. i think if you're gonna give a, a relationship multiple chances like a romantic person why can't friends also kind of get those different types of understanding sometimes so mm-hmm. i think for me i know my limit with people it's mm-hmm. like mm, okay yeah i think we're here with it i think right. we're here with it like it really has to get to a point where I'm really fed up to just dead a person altogether. So that's how I look at each person has their limit with me. Mm-hmm. So whether it's friends or relationships, got once you limit. give me yeah, once you get me to here, it's like this is the deadline, buddy. Sorry. I feel you. But that's good that you're out here dating again. I've been thinking about hitting the dating scene. I'm yeah. thinking about and apps. surprising both of those dates were off of Tinder. I was just thinking, I'm like, should yeah. I hit the apps? And I was actually really shocked because I'm personally not a fan of online online dating because. Mm-hmm. I just always feel like it's so awkward, and then what if people not how you saw them, but both of the people were both how they displayed themselves on the social media app, and they were not bad dates, and they were very nice um, guys, you know, so that wasn't like, I was really shocked that those actually, mm-hmm. and they were quality dates, too. Like, I think I'm gonna try Tinder. I never yeah. made it. I think I made a Tinder once, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I just did it. But right. I think I'm ready to hit the streets on Tinder. Yeah, I have black. I don't know how I feel about it. Right. It's like, uh, Tinder is a hit or miss too because mm-hmm. you can meet a bunch of people. Like nine times out of ten, you're gonna meet a bunch of just whatevers. Mm-hmm. But you get a couple that you know they want to actually meet up and take you out. Okay. Because the one guy that went out to the restaurant where he put like a lot of thought into finding that restaurant Aww. and like he was just really nice. He actually wanted to see a movie after and That's stuff. A nice but, date. Yeah, but I was like, bro, I'm, I was so sleepy, mm-hmm. I could not even make it to. The, I was like, I gotta go home because. That's why I don't make plans on Fridays anymore because I'm tired from work. Mm-hmm. So he actually texted me today about like let's link up like next week and I was like cool that you know sounds good. And the other guy we went to our Mexican restaurant that was great. He bought us lots of tequila shots. My mm. friend she works there so she was sending us a bunch. So we were just at the table having a good time laughing it up and then he went home. I went the hell out with her. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not going home with anybody. Not fucking nobody. Mm. So that's just me, and if you're not cool with that, that's okay. Right. I'm not holding that against you. So. It is what it and it's is. so funny because another guy that I met on Tinder, me and him was so after he saw me out and about, he messaged me. He's like, "Oh, we need to meet up." 
And I was like, okay, cool. He said, but I just want to meet up as friends. I said, okay, well, I didn't have any other intentions. Like, mm-hmm. but I just want you to know you need to act accordingly to a friend. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, what you mean? And I was just like, be a friend. You telling me you want to meet up as friends, be a friend. Mm-hmm. Cause you already know, I already know how y'all niggas think. Right. Like y'all want to throw the friend word out there, but that's not really what you're about mm-hmm. to do. And so he was just like, well, yeah, I'm just looking for a shorty to chill with. I said, are you looking for a friend or are you looking for a fuck buddy? Because now you're not being clear. You just mm-hmm. said a friend. Now you're talking about a shorty to chill with because mm-hmm. a shorty to chill with is not a friend. He was like, yeah, and something comes out of it. Da-da-da-da. I said, well, I'm dating for the purpose of relationships. So it sounds like you're looking for a fuck buddy mm-hmm. and that's not what I want. And he was just like, why not? And I said, because that's not where I'm at. But if right. you are, I respect that. And he mm-hmm. said, well, I guess that's your choice. I said, it is my choice. Right. So I said... Um, and he was just like, all right, well, I don't want to waste your time. I said, okay, have a good day. Then he messaged me like 30 minutes later. Well, I guess we can be regular friends. No! I said, I said, you're confused. I said, we're friends. We're going to be friends. Yeah. If, if you're trying to do something that's not that, we're not going to do that. Because what you're not going to do is try to play like you want to be one thing mm-hmm. and then try to slide in a different zone. Yeah. And I had no problem saying, if you don't want the same thing, cool. That's cool. And we, yeah. Because I don't have a friend who's like that. Like, mm-hmm. He's right now. He's okay. So he's got a lot going on. He was right. dating one girl. They was dating. Now they're not dating. Now he's dating another girl from his past. And it's just like, I feel like his whole thing is we're not together, but we're acting like we're together. So if something happens, it happens. But I'm like, you're being unclear, and it's kind of unfair to unfair. the other person because you're making it perceived to be like you want this, but really you. Still trying to figure some things out, right? And I think that's not fair when you hop into situations. You need to be clear exactly what you want. You know, if you're just going with the flow, you're going with the flow. And I think people get it misconstrued. Like, mm-hmm. if you're genuinely just going with the flow, and something happens and it turns into something, that's cool. But if y'all you just be have, saying the flow yeah, when that's not what it's it is, not it's what you it wanting is. to fuck people and you tell them you're going with the flow so they can maybe hold. That that's a relationship. Yeah. But you know that's not your that, route. Right. So now when y'all get y'all six months or a few months down the line and now this person is wanting, wanting a, relationship. a relationship or they think y'all in a relationship and you're like, this ain't what it was, baby. And now they're right. they're hurt and they're mad and you're like, well, you can't be mad because you was never my girl. Right. And I just hate that. Like, yeah. just go into a situation knowing exactly what you want or what you don't want. Right. So that way both parties can depart at peace. Like, right. Right. And I said it to the guy on the message. I was like, you're being unclear. And I said, I like clarity. Mm-hmm. I said, I like to know what I'm doing with someone. I'm not going to like, I think after that whole recent thing with the nigga Jody, like mm-hmm. I said to myself, I'm not any longer putting myself in things that are unclear and things that in positions that I don't want because me and the boy Jody was messing around, but I didn't really just want to be messing around with somebody. Mm-hmm. So now I'm being more honest with myself right. and I'm letting myself communicate that to other people. So yeah. it feels a lot better. I feel like, you know, I'm just cutting things off and that I know I don't want in my space and I'm mm-hmm. not allowing my niggas to like sweet talk me into some shit. Like mm-hmm. you talk a friend, but I, you're, and I said, you know, to him, I said, you know, I'm, I think me and you being on this podcast, I've gotten really into like true definitions of shit. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I'm by the book definition and by the definition of a friend. We're not fucking and we're not chilling. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't fuck none of my friends. Mm-hmm. I said, we're fucking. That's a level that's not a friend. Right. So, like, don't toss that word around because that's not your intention. Mm-hmm. So, like, I need y'all to start using words and know the exact meaning of those motherfuckers because that's not what a friend is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Or Me no- and Dorian are friends. Right. Okay? Me and you chilling and possibly fucking and going on dates. That's 
confusion. <laughs> <laughs> a mess. Right. So, <laughs> let's, let's be clear there. Right. So. Hmm. Yeah, but I think you should try it out. Yeah, I'm going to try Tinder. Maybe I'll go home and mess around with the app. I'm scared, though. Yeah, send me your location. All so, right. So, you know, I need to pull up. I'm like, girl, I'm And, of here. course, a very public place because both of the places were yeah. very public restaurants. We drove our own cars. Yeah. Like, you don't need to pick me up. You don't need to know where I live yet or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? And they were good times. Like, the first date was, like, at 8. And the other day, we met at, like, 9. So, they weren't, oh, like, super late, late dates. Okay. I, yeah, I think I might try the, the dating apps. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Get right there, back out there. See what the yeah. dating world is like. I think you should. I really think. And just be very concrete. In the be- mm-hmm. In the beginning, like, you just have to communicate. In the very beginning, this is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. Right. You know what I mean? Like, don't be playing with my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, let's get into this. The rest of the what the hell with our hot topics. Yes. Um, what's going on in, in, in the celebrity neck of the world? Well, you know, like Tory Lanez, he just came out with his album. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into much depth because I know you said you didn't listen to it. But mm-hmm. I thought it was a pretty good album. I'm hearing mixed reviews on it. But I like the songs. He had a lot of good, you know, artists from back in the day like Mayim, um, uh, he had like T-Pain and Snoop Dogg on it. So I felt like, you know, that's a nice little soundtrack. He had Ashanti on there. Oh, I know she was on the cover. Yeah, she was like on one of the songs too. Mm-hmm. And most of his songs are like revamped versions of that particular person who he featured on the song, right? Mm-hmm. So like the one with Maya is one of her old songs, but it's like revamped. And then the okay. same thing with like Ashanti. It's her song, but it's like remixed or whatever. And, you know, some people aren't a fan of that, but I thought, you know, it was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Or do you think like people like our age are stuck in this whole like nostalgia era? Like, oh, throwback this, throwback mm-hmm. this. Oh, it's two thousand is nineties this. Do you think we're like stuck in the past a little bit and I not creating so. new content? I think so because I just feel like things now don't quite match. Because mm-hmm. like when Disney Plus came out, I got it mm-hmm. right away. And I've been watching Sweet Life of Zack and Cody for the last couple days. And I'm going to switch. I don't know which show. I might watch Hannah Montana after I'm done the third season of Zack and Cody. But I just feel like it is, it's bringing back, like, such a happy time. Like, mm-hmm. when I was a kid and I have no worries. And, like, the content now shows music. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's not as good as it used to be. And I think that's the issue. Because I, me, personally, I love, like... Like nostalgia, old things, like the music and everything. But I feel like we're too stuck on it because it was such a great time and great mm-hmm. moment for us. We're like stuck in it that we're not creating good stuff now. Like yeah. everything's like a remake or right, it's like something similar to what was in the past. And it's just like, Move I want forward. people to get creative. Like right. I like new sounds. I like, you know, new shows that's going to make me think like, right. I just think we're stuck in that era. It's I mean, so not hard. to say it's a bad thing. Right, but right, right. Yeah. Like Disney Channel... Like, that was, if I had to, like, choose between, like, all the apps, I would keep that over, mm-hmm. like, Netflix. Because it's just, like, that's what I love. Mm-hmm. So, I spent, like, $50 on that. So, Raven, before this fucking <laughs> Disney Plus came out, that's how connected I am. So, mm-hmm. but Tory Lane, he's always been a remix-ass nigga. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think that really has nothing to do. I think that's just his. his Same his thing with Jacquees. 
whatever his name is, he's always been a remix ass nigga too. So, and I think that's why I don't take him serious when he says I'm the new R and B king because it's like mm, you're really not. Like right. I you think, can sing, but... yeah, but you're not there. I think like when I think of R and B king, I think of Usher. It's like somebody who was innovating. Like when Usher came out. You know, he was creating these sounds. He, Confession was like something totally new to us. It was like mm-hmm. a whole storybook. He could dance. He could sing. Like, that's when I think of R&B, like a new Unfortunately, sound. Unfortunately, R. Kelly, sorry to say his name, but he was also considered like... A new sound. Right. Like, you know, he had the vocals. He had the sex appeal. I don't get that yeah, anymore. Yeah, he had the sex appeal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's not funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so. But yeah, I don't really get that, those vibes from like the new guys. I don't, I don't. And even some of the new girls too is just like. Yeah. I was talking to a friend and I'm like, one thing I do like about the new singers who are coming out, like Summer Walker, her and SZA, they're singers like they sing and but they're not performers so even yeah, it takes away from like the music yeah and it's like not to say that's a bad thing because Whitney Houston wasn't really like a dancer or right. something like that but, but like, her voice was a lot stronger yeah it carried her like kind of like Abdel because Abdel uh, Abdel <laughs> Adele <laughs> that's one of my students Adele she must have been bad today <laughs> Adele um she wasn't like a performer like she would literally just stand there but her right. voice carried her so like if y'all don't got voices that carry like then you mm-hmm. can't just be standing there and that kind of brings us to like summer walker her mm-hmm. anxiety and stuff like i don't know this is a different generation it's very different and like even with normani i think normani is like great like she dances she sings but i don't like her songs that i've heard to be honest but my thing is i I, even with her video, I feel like it's stuck in that nostalgia and, and era. That so, we're not there because that was like 90s film. Yeah, so video. it's like it takes away from your innovation and being the mega pop star you have the potential to be. Because like when I think of Beyonce, I think of how innovative she was, how she created a sound, how she created the dance, and how she made the videos. And she's still creating. Yes, and she's always, she's always creating. I feel like we're so busy taking a piece of the past and trying to redo it. It's taken away from the creativity. I, I can't remember last time I saw Beyonce take a piece of a past. Like, everything she's doing is, like... Like, I think she's appreciated, like, those points in her career mm-hmm. and, like, in music, but, like, you also have to... You can't tie everything to that because everything has been so, like, 90s themed right. and, you know, so... Even Brianna, like, I look at her and I think this is a star quality. Like, she's not... She's cr- literally creating her own everything. Like, yeah. so... Yeah, let's try to move away, guys. Yes. Just like it's definitely good to like remember the good times, but we mm-hmm. can't be so stuck in them that we it's lose like creativity. Little, and then you kind of like milk it too much. Yes, I think you know we're definitely milking it. So let's bring it back. Yes, let's let's get some new ideas. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. But yeah, especially for and poor Summer Walker with her like anxiety mm-hmm. her social anxiety i feel like people would like been really going in on her like right. oh you know she's had social social anxiety why is she twerking and doing stuff like this from speaking, well, first of all when you are twerking you're probably just doing it in, in the comfort of your, your own, own home. home and it's just on camera and then other people get to like have access when she posts it yes and see speaking from like a person who has social anxiety like when i'm at work or i'm in a crowd or mm-hmm. an unfamiliar environment and either i have to 
you know, perform or do some, something in front of other people, mm-hmm. I get really nervous and anxious to the point where I want to run away. I'm like, what if I do something stupid? What if I make a mistake? And it's nerve-wracking, like, to the point where I don't want to do it at all. So mm-hmm. I definitely get where she was coming from. And at first I felt bad because I definitely was signed with the people like, you know, you're a performer. That's your job. It's like if you don't go to work. But it's like if you don't have the option and you can't physically do it, why put yourself through that? Right. And, you know, a lot of people get into jobs that they have to end up adapting to. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't always, like, necessarily comfortable in talking in front of, like, a group of people. But mm-hmm. now that's, like, literally mm-hmm. what I do for a living. So right. I think if you really want it, you will have to eventually, like, find ways to adjust to it and mm-hmm. to make it work. Because at the end of the day, like, that is your, your job. job. Right. So, you know, and people, that's what sell tickets. Not only are you, like, a good you know, singer or whatever, um, and people like your music, but it's also like, are you giving me a good show? Because that's mm-hmm. the whole purpose of a concert to hear and to see like a great show. Right. So yeah. that's why like, that's part of it. like for me, when I go to concerts, it's, it's seldom, but like, I, I love to go though. Right. Like I wouldn't go to a scissor concert because I feel like it would be boring. I would go to a Travis Scott concert because I'm going to be hanging from the ceiling and yeah. having a good time. I would go to like a Beyonce Drake concert, or a Drake concert because I know they're going to have the theatrics. It's going to be fun. People are going to enjoy themselves. I wouldn't go to a and show it, right. where you're just going to be sitting on stage. Right. And even if you are a like R&B feel good singer, it's still hella ways to like R&B singers back in the days to bring people on stage, be grinding on okay. them and shit. Like it's still, even though your music is slow and intimate, you can still make it a performance to see. Okay. Cause Trey, he was the king of making bitches feel like they was about to marry his ass at the end of the damn concert. Bitch, motherfucking Janet Jackson got the softest voice in the goddamn world. But she still she, had a whole show. Okay, she had a fucking board where the man was strapped, riding and straddling him. The man almost had a goddamn orgasm on the damn stage. I'm I know like, that's right, brother. Like he probably went home like no bitch touch me because you can't touch okay. that. Okay, Janet motherfucking Jackson. Almost <laughs> <laughs> shit, but you know at the end of the day, it is a real thing. Yeah. And I think people should lay off of her. Yeah, and she'll have to figure it out if mm-hmm. this is her job and she plans on staying in this career path. Um, she'll have to figure out yeah. how to maneuver it at yeah. the end of the day. So or just keep putting out albums back yeah. to back. That's the only thing I can say about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, is that all all the news we have? Yeah, let's we can hop right into our topic today. So, <laughs> so we are going to be talking about the topic of detachment yes. and attachment, mm-hmm. and pretty much it's just like what type of things are we attached to? Mm-hmm. How does that look? And you know, all that good stuff. So I think it's important important to first to talk about maybe like all the things that we're attached to, mm-hmm. whether those be like objects or people or ideas, like. You know, um, I think for me, something that I recently, not that I recently discovered that I was necessarily attached to it, but I realized like I am very much comfortable and attached to, you know, just the idea of like being very nonchalant about things Mm. and just like just letting things go if it's not like if I don't feel like putting my energy into it. And I think that could be an issue because it's like, you know, if you don't exert energy into certain things then you're going to continue to get the same debt results mm-hmm. like even with the whole story i was saying like with the boy and giving him like the talk to him about like his lack of like communication i at first i was like i'm gonna just stop talking to this nigga like and i think i'm very much attached to the idea of just like cutting someone off or mm-hmm. just like not even really bother but i said no let me have the conversation because that's really not fair because i didn't communicate that 
and you know I don't and I think I should be a little bit more positive as far as like giving him like the benefit of the doubt right. of, you know maybe you know he has a very demanding job so like let me be more understanding of that communication mm. but yeah I think I can be very attached to just the idea of just like uh let's just let it go and don't even bother trying to like touch on the subject or whatever the case is so I think I have I would say I'm attached to my work shoes. They are so beat up. <laughs> and I just won't let them go. They stink. I just I just can't let them go. They're my favorite shoes to work in. But Because they're real comfortable? Yes, they're comfortable. They no, they are some beat up uh, dance goals that has been through um, nursing school. It's been through working at the restaurants. It's just been through everything. But they're so comfortable to work in. I think I'm going to buy me a pair for Christmas. Um, but I think I have an attachment to like my mom. I think like I can't like I talk to my mom literally every day. I just feel like I need her in a sense. Like I can't I can't never see myself not being or talking or going without my mom. And like recently my mom did lose her mom. So I can only imagine like the feeling she's going through, Mm -hmm. you know, having somebody being attached to you all your life that's you that's all you know and for them to just not be taken away or to pass on and and not be in your life anymore I'm pretty sure it's hard and adjusting to a detachment like that I couldn't imagine going through something like that because if I had to detach from my mom in any way shape or form I I don't know how I'll be able to go through anything so yeah I think yeah that's a rough one Especially when you, like, have those certain type of relationships, you know. I'll be honest, that's not even a thought that I really even entertain too mm-hmm. much. Because, you know, even though me and my mom have, like, our frictions and stuff like that, that's still not something that I would mm-hmm. want to do. You know, I might want to move out. But as far as, like, us being, like, permanently, like, separated mm-hmm. or some stuff, I wouldn't want that. That's why I can't even imagine how, like, those kids and stuff feel, like, from Mexico yeah. and all that. Like, being separated from their parents because that. That's got to be hard. Like, and here we are adults just thinking like, what would I do? Okay. I wouldn't know how to do anything. I wouldn't know how to season my food right. I wouldn't know how to pay my stuff on time right. right. I'd just be like, my mom is my everything. So I can definitely say I have an attachment to her. I don't know. It's yeah. sad. And I think we have, I think there's a difference between two healthy like attachments Ooh. and like not so healthy ones. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe like the one you have with your mom is probably like the a healthy, healthy one. one. Mm-hmm. But then we have like some healthy, I mean, unhealthy attachments. Like, I'm trying to think of an unhealthy attachment that I have. Like, like overbearing boyfriends or like girlfriends who like need the other person to like yeah. survive. Like, that's you wild. can't do anything without your partner or like you ha- if you go to the store, the partner has to come with. Like, you like, have to have your own identity. Yeah, like stuff like that. It's like, yeah, like. I don't think I ever really have friends that have, like, mm-hmm. that type of attachment. And my one co-worker, I think I've talked about this before, but, like, she and her wife, I think they have a pretty good relationship. Like, she definitely don't do everything with her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so healthy. And then even my other co-worker, his wife, he don't do everything with her either. Like, he'll come out to happy hours and stuff with us. And I think it's, like, you have to have that healthy balance. Because mm-hmm. once you... And then when you have, like, these unhealthy, like, attachments to people when they depart from you oh my like goodness. it's so much more dramatic mm-hmm. than it probably needs to be because you formed like the super unhealthy attachment to them mm-hmm. and i can attest to that because like when i was dating this guy 
And we used to do everything today together every day. I used to come home after work. Dog face? Just, yes. I used okay. to be with him all the time. <laughs> I can't wait to run into him again. <laughs> like, oh, look at dog face. Where he like, oh, he probably been tuning in like, I want to know who the fuck he's talking about. Dog face. You want to know. you, nigga. Know look in the mirror. Right. <laughs> but I just, we used to do everything together. We used to be together. We used to sleep together. We eat together. Everything together. And when the relationship ended... I was distraught. I'm like, what am I going to do? Girl was crying on South Street, y'all. Okay, a hot ass mess. So I'm Me like, and Tony like, girl, <laughs> get the fuck up. And I'm this cute boy is trying to talk to her. And she's just upset. Because I was so attached to that relationship because it was mess. all I knew. And it was a hot ass mess. Well, you know, Dorian is a dog lover. So ah! she got Pablo <laughs> and little mama. So that was understandable. I am finito with that one. but that It's understandable. You already got two dogs at home. You're just trying to add another one. I get it. Yeah, that one had to go back to the pound because I cannot do. Yeah, that's so fucking fun. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. But yeah, I've had some unhealthy attachments to like people. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like I remember, I used to have like a friends with benefits, like back in college, named Stan. Like I was like, that was like really weird. I think I really believe in like soul ties and stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. I was just exchanging too much like intimate energy with mm-hmm. for a while because it's not like we was really spending like no real time with each other for me to really feel away. So I think mm-hmm. it was like the sexual exchange that got me like all attached and shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I another guy I was dating. The sex was. And we yeah. was never together, but I had a weird attachment to him. Like, so what was it? I don't know. It was something about him that just drew me. Like, he would do everything wrong, like lie, cheat, steal, everything wrong. But I just pimple face. Yes. Okay. And I just was so attracted. Y'all hear me on? It's this. funny, and I know exactly what you're He's talking about. about. <laughs> And, and you better know niggas too. <laughs> I saw him the other day. Did you? Yeah, I rolled down the window and spoke and everything. I said, "Hey, ugly." At least you're. At least it appears to him that you're like in a bigger, better space. Yeah, and you're not feeling away. Right, it's no hard feelings, but I don't know. I definitely had like a weird attachment to him. Like we were never together, never nothing, and like even when he was dishonest, I still had like some type of attraction drawn to him. And I was so like, you were a dumb bitch, pretty much. For what reason? For why? I have no idea. We've all been real dumb for somebody. But I I honestly can't say he did X, Y, and Z right for me to be attached to him. Like, the right, way I like was. You, uh, okay. Sorry about that, guys. Technical difficulties. But back on the topic, I don't know why I was attached to that man. He had nothing for me. Mm-hmm. I just, it was something about him that just made me, like want to be around him I just, and i like the way he smelled too it's weird bitch go buy the bottle i'm like what do you what do you wear so i can just pray my pillows yeah, with it but i get it like you know but sometimes it's not the person it's probably like just the idea of like somebody being around mm, that you were so but i don't know because when you really reflect on how shitty of a person you're like it was probably just like because you was a warm body i don't know because at the time me and him was off and on for a long time. And at one point, I was dating two people at the same time. And he was oh, one I remember of the people. this, yes. So, it was like, ah, why, why are you here? Like, I shouldn't be entertaining you. But right. I am. It was weird. But finally, I just was like, oh, I can't deal with this. Right, right. I don't um, know why I was so attached to him. But I don't know. I really liked the way he smelled. I really hope that was not the the fucking <laughs> reason yeah the highlight reason <laughs> he smelled good like, yeah, all, like all the other niggas didn't ah girl he washed his ass 
I don't know. I just was like, oh, I like this. What the, what more does this have to offer? And he's like, nah, not there. And it's cool. Like, Do you I, think that he's not there because of all the things that's going on right now with him? Or just, like, he probably just isn't there? Um, I just feel like both. Like, you know, he probably got a lot going on and he just isn't, you know, able to. And I just feel like maybe he's he's at where he's at. He's not ready to exert more into the situation and that's cool like you you like the way things are but i'm not that's not where i'm at with it so so are you dating for the purpose of relationship ah yes i would say yes at this point because i'm craving the affection the attention i want all of that like at this point now before you know i kind of was like you know what let me roll the dice and see where it goes. Now I'm like, okay, I think this, that's what I want. Like, this was, this was nice. I can't get what I want out of it. Not to say I'm dead in the situation because I can't get what I want out of it. Really, we but, still can be friends, but we're not about to be... Yeah, I can't exert that energy into it anymore because... Right, like, I'll probably see you kind of, like, when I have the time, mm-hmm. like, type of thing. Yeah, but now, if I start dating somebody more seriously, then you probably won't be seeing me as much. Yeah, and I'll let you... I. I will still give you the respect that you deserve and let you know that I'm seeing other people and dating other people. But right now, I'm just single. Right. So, if you're looking for a lovely, beautiful black girl by the name of Dorian Black, she is available. So, disclaimer. She's, yeah, guys. Um, <laughs> find her on Tinder. Yeah, yes. Tinder, <laughs> black. You know what? In my Tinder profile, it says... Uh, dating for the purpose of relationship that's that's all it says like so don't use a swipe on my shit if you're trying to fuck because i'm not looking for that shit okay um but i think a lot of niggas actually are very respectful of like you just saying that you want a relationship mm-hmm. from the get right because the guys that i've told that to and they weren't looking for that they might have been looking for like fucking and i said oh yeah well i'm dating for the purpose of relationship they were like oh okay well cool like mm-hmm. well, i hope you find out what you're looking for beautiful like oh that's nice yeah like i haven't had any niggas be like oh fuck out of here being like you wild are you crazier why like come on mm-hmm. we young we grown i haven't had nobody have those reactions i've just had like oh okay well that's what's up i think guys also get annoyed too like when mm, yes tell them that you cool with you know, fucking or going with the flow when you know that's really not. You mm-hmm. really are dating for the money. Just like we don't want them to lie to us about if they want to fuck or not. Right. They want you to be honest. Like, don't tell me you cool with this because then later when you catch them feelings and getting irritated and agitated, like, I'm going to be confused because you told me that mm-hmm. you was cool with the situation. So, yeah, I think... I think women are attached to, like, lying about their true intentions mm. and just feeding into like social norms about how all oh, every woman is supposed to be right and i think women so often feel like oh i don't want to tell a guy how i feel because you know every girl be talking about their relationship but so the fuck what mm-hmm. if that's your true <laughs> desire then you need to communicate that yeah i think <clears throat> like women are just attached to the idea of like the perfect guy like oh he's gotta be perfect perfect relationship i'm gonna be the wife and da, 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 da. but it's like you have to exert that right. same energy into the situation. So you can't expect him to be 140% and then you're only given 30 because you're the woman in, the woman in the relationship. Right. And I think we get attached to that idea. Because like, nobody's going to be perfect. Right. No matter who you date. It's going to be something that isn't 100%. But that's the whole thing about dating. Like, you find somebody who does mesh with you pretty well mm-hmm. and who listens to you and stuff like that. But you have to be realistic. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's good, you know. Um, 
And I think one of the things about like form of like positive attachments is doing things that don't make you comfortable. So mm. like being more for me it's being more vocal about what I do want and not being afraid like if I tell this guy like what I really want, then he's not gonna like want to talk anymore. But that's mm-hmm. okay because if he doesn't want that same thing, why would I want to even force it, entertain it? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we kind of like finagle stuff with people, like because we we don't we're scared like they might be like, oh, well, I'm not looking for that, so we don't need to talk. But mm-hmm. if they're not looking for that, then it's a waste of time anyway. Yeah. So that's just how a little date in one on one. Because I feel like when it comes to like attachments and detachments relationships are like the easiest like scenario to like apply those to yeah yeah because that's most things we get attached to like right. attaching to another soul i don't know do you have like any attachments to like certain objects um let me think like hmm. something you can can't live without like you have to have it Mine's is cheese. Like, really? I have to put it on everything. Like, oh. I love cheese. Um, I'm definitely attached to... Um, uh, yeah, my shoes. My work shoes. I can't let them go. I, but, you know, I've always been like that since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I really hold on to things. Like, I have a hard time letting things go like when i was younger i used to think everything had a feeling like rocks grass right like i would put, I remember you saying that before yeah like i would have to put the salt and pepper together because they were married they couldn't be separated like like you were a wild just, child huh i just felt like everything needed a soulmate or it had feelings and needed a connection i mean you might be right these fucking flowers on this damn table I'm like bitch I need some love. Right, like fake flowers. I'm tired of hearing about those damn podcasts. <laughs> Where's my nigga? At? Yes. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like an object or something. I think I'm kind of attached to my hair. Like I really don't like the idea of like cutting it or anything. Mm. Um. You know, all that I'm not my hair bullshit. Okay, sis, I'm my fucking hair. So <laughs> I like my hair, and I like to try to take care of it. The length is it now is cool, but I would like it to get longer. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely attached to that. I'm trying to think what else. Hmm. My money. Mm. Money is, like, always something. I really have a hard time spending it. Like, I'll go months without buying myself something. Okay. Like, I just like to see it in my account accumulating. So. That's how I am. Oh, I'm stingy with the dollar, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, mm. It's so painful when I have to, like, take a Pay lump sum. Bills. Like, bills I've gotten comfortable with. But, like... You know, I'll be moving soon when I got to pay out that lump sum of, like, a oh, security yeah. and all that. Ugh. It's like a video game. Like, when you stack all your coins yeah. and then you hit something and all of it just goes away. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm, like, also trying to save on top of that. So, like, at least if, once I take that money out my savings, I'll still have something to look at. I tell you, it gives me hella anxiety when I start thinking about certain money that I got to spend for certain mm-hmm. shit. Like, these regular bills I've had, I've already gotten used to, like, oh, that comes out. Like, it's not even, like, something that makes me, like, twitch anymore. But, like, fuck. Mm. These bigger purchases about to hit me crying. Okay. Girl. I love my money. Like, I'm definitely attached to that shit. Mm. For sure. My partner at work, he was like, I see where uh, the friendship line draws between us. It's money. I say, yes, the fuck it is. Okay. Yes. I'll be like, I love you, but I can't spare the dollar, bro. Oh, he, will he be asking to borrow money? No, he'll be like, oh, drink on you or something. I'll be like that. And I'll be like, I don't agree because you've been pretty generous. Or is it because we're closer friends and you don't really know this nigga? Because I feel like you haven't been stingy. Like, 
Because I'm not standing with him either because there's been days I'll be like, all right, bro, I'll give you something. But he'd be like, let me let me do X, Y, and Z or cash at me this. I'd be like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. So this is like randomly he'd be asking for cash apps? It depends on like the conversation. Right. And I'd be like, I can't do it. Sorry. I, I like you. Don't yeah. like you that much. Okay. Yeah. Like, I am very generous. Like, you know, when it like, comes I'm not to, really like experienced. Like, yeah. if I know my friends are in need or, like, if they're hard, down on hard times, I'll definitely love and support them and give them the money that they need. But right. I'm sorry, baby. If you came to me and be like, girl, I need $1,000 right now. I'm like, girl, I'm sorry, but I can't help you. I don't know. I mean, that. but $1,000 is a lot. Like, versus me saying, oh, I, can I borrow $50? You know, 1000 is a lot of money to lend someone, friend or not. You know like, what I mean? I'm sorry. I don't know this man. Yeah. I don't think I would be lending no friend a thousand dollars either. Yeah. Like I think for me to lend a friend a thousand, they would literally have to be like getting evicted out their shit for me to be like, all right, mm-hmm. I'll give it to you. Like, Even then, I'm a little tight. Like, maybe can, I can give you part of it. You want to just live in my basement, like? I mean, but that's still you offering something, <laughs> right? Though. I feel like I can't give you the money, but I'm still offering you yeah. another solution or option mm-hmm. versus like I just can't help you at all, right? You know what I mean? Because I would definitely offer up like a space before money like mm-hmm. i've been definitely let you come crash somewhere now you know what i mean because i feel like you have no roof over your head is one problem solved right so until you can work up whatever the hell you need to work up right so, yeah i think the most i've ever lent a friend was like a hundred dollars so. yeah that's the most i ever lent to somebody yeah and even then i was nervous because i'm just like if this bitch don't pay me back is gonna fuck this friendship up. Okay. Cause I want my money back. That's another thing I hate when giving people money. Mm-hmm. Okay, this and just giving people things in general. Like, if I lend you something, whether it be my charger, my money, or anything, I expect you to give it back to me in, in a, a timely, timely fashion. Right. Don't have me come look for my shit. Like, cause then it makes me not want to be your friend in a sense. Because right. now I can't trust you. And why do I have to seek you out when you know you borrow whatever it was? You should just be trying to... Now I get it. Sometimes things slip our minds and mm-hmm. we forget. And, like, you need more time. But communicate those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my bad. Like, take accountability. Let me know that, like, you're just not fucking me right now. Right. Like, um, but what, when I had lent my friend $100, like, it was no issue. Because me and her, from when I lent it to her, came up with a timeline. Like, she okay. told me, like... She told me the month. And she gave it to me in that month. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, two months later after i gave it to her but she let me know from the get mm. you're lending me this money but it's not gonna be paid back until two months from now so i said that's cool and that's right what I like if you give me a heads up instead of just like yeah, she didn't tell me like oh, i'm gonna give it to you next week and then gave me two months yeah. like she told me from the beginning hey already thanks i appreciate it but it's not gonna be to you until this time yeah so i was like okay so that particular friend i wouldn't mind lending her money again because mm. you know she communicated but yeah i think and, like, I've had things, like, I had, a you know, a friend, like, she was on hard times a lot. Mm-hmm. And this is when I was working at 7-Eleven. I used to, like, buy her, like, food and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, you know, I can help in those ways. But those are, like, little ways, like, buying you, like, a cheesesteak platter. Like, mm-hmm. giving somebody, like, a $1,000, that's a bit. Because I'm not really trying to let my own family that, to be honest. Okay. You really would have to be on some hard fucking times for me. Like, <laughs> you said, let me think about this. Like, because at the end of the day, if you're a good friend of mine, I'm definitely not going to sit and, like, watch let you, you suffer. suffer. Mm-hmm. Especially if you didn't pitch yourself in that predicament. But, bruh, you would really have to be, like, down on hard times, like, to get... Come on now. I thought I was not no chump change. Like, if mm-hmm. I was, like, Beyonce or... Just making like more money than I'm mm-hmm. making now. 
then that would be like, here, girl, like, pay back whenever. Yeah. But I ain't making that type of money, so. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even if I was making, like, six figures, I feel like that would be, like, a okay. I could be comfortable with lending that out. Yeah, but I still would need you to give it back. Oh, of course. Yeah. But that's why they always say don't lend out what you need back. Like, if, yeah. you need, if you know you need that money, don't lend it out. Yeah. You know, if it won't hurt your pockets, if somebody don't pay you back that $100, then you can lend it out. But if you know, like, if they don't pay that back, then mm-hmm. it's going to hurt you. Yeah. Then don't do it. And I think another thing, I feel like people get caught up on relationships when it comes to owing somebody money or owing them back. Like, oh, I'm your brother. I'm your cousin. Okay. I'm your sister. Because I have an aunt. She lend one of our cousins money. And she was like, you know, I lend it to you, but I need a bag. And they never paid her back. So finally, she was like, you know, I, you know, I need the money. I'm on, I'm on down terms. I gave it to you. You know, can you give it back? And it was like, oh, well, I need to talk to my husband about it. Like, because, you know, right now is a bad time. Don't be a fucked up person. Like, that's, I think that's a fucked up person right there. Like, I lend you something and now I'm asking for it back and you need to talk to your husband. Like, what the fuck is that Exactly. But one friend I had, he was kind of like, if I lend you money and you don't pay it back, he said, ain't no hard feelings, just don't ever ask me for shit again. And, like, mm. that's kind of how he moves with people. Like, he said, I literally have lent people money they haven't given it back to me. I ain't mad. We still hang out. We still great. But don't ever ask me for shit again. Mm. Like, he said, I've had those people ask me again. He said, you remember that time? No. <laughs> like, so, I think that's also a good mindset. Like, mm. if I lend you something and you don't pay it back, I ain't gonna get mad. I'm not gonna even exert that energy, but just know you'll never get nothing from me again. Because right. I just saw how you move. Mm-hmm. I don't even fuck what type of time you're in. You're not gonna ever get that from me again. So... People be crafting. Can't do people dirty out here. Okay, watch your family and friends. Yeah. But we're going to take it into Miss Heart segment. Yes. Okay. Matters of the Heart. Yes, ma'am. Hey guys, so here we are with Matters of the Heart. So today's episode, we have been talking about being attached to people, things, even ideas. I mean, like, you know, being attached doesn't just stop at one thing. Um, so, you know, my advice normally is pretty much connected to what the topic is of the day. So today, my advice for you, if you are a person who's trying to detach from something, is to, number one, be patient with yourself. Um, uh, I think sometimes we want to be able to detach right away from whatever it may be, whether it's a person, place, idea, habit. And I think we have to be patient and understand that we are people, right? And then... I think you need to take it day by day. So sometimes you can't necessarily cut it off cold turkey depending on what the circumstance is. Now, if you're a person out here trying to, let's say, detach from another person, like let's say you have a relationship you were in, you're having a very difficult time, um, I would, one, you know, surround myself with friends and family. Um, I would limit my communication with this person. Obviously, these things are easier said than done. It's not as easy to just stop communicating with someone that you care about and that you want to continue to communicate with. But I really, really stress like lack of communication. Also, not really, you know, obviously meeting up with the person. Um, And I think also, you know, um, reminding yourself almost of like why you should not be with this person or attached to them um and that also is with other things too like let's say you're trying to break a bad habit why would you need to remind yourself like why is this not good for me why should I be like not um entertaining this habit or why do I need to detach from this place or this person or this idea of myself or something else like you always need to like remind yourself like why it's not good for you and how it doesn't serve you um at all 
Um, you know, that's something that I just really, really hope for everybody to find. And it's definitely easier said than done, but I've seen like in the past when I'm like detached from something, it's easy. Or if I have my friends and family to help distract me, if I'm like really engaged in whether it's work or extracurricular activity, you know what I mean? So that's my advice today, guys. If you're having an issue out here and you're detached, um, you know, also find something healthier to be attached to. You know what I mean? Like if you're trying to like lose weight, for example, maybe grow attachment to some like healthier food options or something else that can replace that thing. Um, you know, that's a better option. So we're going to just hop right back into our discussion, guys. And I hope once again that you guys are able to use my advice and just apply this to your everyday lives. Bye. Once again, thank you, Ms. Hart, for those great words of wisdom. Of course, of course. What would we do without you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Do these attachments and detachments... I didn't think it was such a thing until I got older. Like, I, th- I didn't yeah, realize I that's how we become like more relationships. Yeah, self-aware. Yo, being self-aware is hard as a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't know why self-aware just made me think of this. And it probably has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But, like, over the weekend, my pussy just started, like, randomly hurting. Like, About, it was, like, aching. Like, what kind of pain? Like, it felt like... It, it's like, give me the it dick. Like we it. need the dick. <laughs> yeah. It felt like I sprained it or something. Well, what was you doing? I think I was, like... I don't know. I feel Back like when I walked or something, I just did some type of twist that sprained and shit. I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, at least I know it's not from fucking because I haven't done that. So. But it feels so what? good to, like, know, like, any problems in here with your pussy has nothing to do with sex. I guess... That's how I think of it. You know, and now that I think about it, that's true. Because, like, when you're celibate, like, I can miss a, a period. And, and it's like, you know free. for a fact that it's not. Yes. Like, I remember one time I went to the doctors and it was like, you're sure you're not pregnant? I said, I'm positive I'm not pregnant. And he was like, wow, you're really confident that you're not pregnant. I said, yes. because yeah, I haven't done anything. <laughs> you need a sperm and a penis for that. Right, right. <laughs> so, I just, um, you know, I just made me think of that. So, it makes me feel good. And when I think of times like that, I'm like... And it's just so peaceful. Mm. Because even, like, with those dates I went on, like, if I would have fucked them, then I could be even more in my thoughts about, like, oh, they didn't text me. Like, I'm not. Like, yeah, I want you to text me, but it's not that deep. Like, you mm. know what I mean? So, I'm not attached to your ass. Well, you know what I noticed that I do? Like, and this is sad, but, like, before, like, when I would have sex with the no, no intentions of being in a relationship, I would always have to, like detach myself from the situation of course oh yeah like i would have to be like okay i'm going in this with like no feelings just stone cold bitch like we're just gonna fucking keep it pushing so like when a guy texts me later like hey i really had a good time i'm like wow does it hurt as bad like right 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 so yeah i think i don't know i feel like whenever i try to go into a situation when i'm having sex without the intent of a relationship i'm like detach no emotions no feelings no nothing just Straight pussy and dick. Yo, that's literally how I was for a very long time. And I feel like I'm still that way, you know. Even now, like, when I have sex with people, I... I remember I had a guy tell me that. He's like, yo, why are you so, like, distant, like... I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you don't like, want to cuddle, nothing. I'm like... Nigga, why the f- when I cuddle with you and I know your ass ain't gonna be here tomorrow, like... Now I'm just getting my really hopes up. But he really felt away about it. Like, he really stopped... He stopped talking to me because of everything. I was like... Oh, okay, well, I thought y'all liked shit like that, but I guess not. 
Y'all only like that shit when y'all want to fucking be in some shit. Okay. So. Y'all can detach your dicks and peace out on us any other time. Right. But the one time I sister don't want to feel something, you know, it's an issue. But, yeah, I definitely can relate to that. Like, And sometimes they're more successful than others. I'm not mm. saying, like, my detaching from those emotions is, like, 100% like effective all the time. Like, mm. sometimes I'm a woman and those things creep back in. So, um, you know, and I think men aren't really like detached, like how they like to advertise, like, oh, well, like when I was about to have this argument with some guy, he was like, you know, when a girl cheat or whatever, that bullshit shit, like when a girl cheat is more emotional versus a guy, we just be fucking. I said, well, at the end of the day, cheating is cheating. Right, it it doesn't hurts. matter what was behind it. It's still hurtful. And you're speaking in generalization, but like that is not everybody's. Like, that's not behind everybody's cheating. Like, mm-hmm. just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that I cheated with emotion. I could have just been cheating because of something else. Like, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. I was emotionally attached. So, for you to, like, make that generalization is kind of mm-hmm. corny. And um, I feel like men, y'all just think y'all detached. Mm-hmm. Like, I think society has just taught y'all niggas to be that way. But y'all not really detached. Because y'all be in y'all feelings about shit, too. Like, okay. catching attitudes or whatever. So, I just feel like y'all want to be detached so badly from sex and from emotions and stuff and that's why y'all got issues now like mm-hmm. you know because y'all still be attached like you know a guy in a way, will, in whatever capacity because mm-hmm, he will break up with the girlfriend like his girlfriend or the little girl in kindergarten 500 years ago and still be attached to that relationship and now want to treat all the other women like crap because they don't want to get attached to a new relationship because they'll still attached to the previous relationship that hurt them. I'm like, right, right, right. exactly. And I that stems from that whole idea like, oh, when women cheat, it, it, it's more painful. Like, like no. cheating is hurtful regardless. Yes. Like, so stop it. So Y'all just don't think you can do it to me because I'm not going to be as hurt or I'm going to take you back because I'm still hurt over it. You're still doing stuff with other people when we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. In a situation, you a unit. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like y'all niggas, and I feel like that whole men can't feel shit. That's very sickening to mm-hmm. me. Like I want no nigga that can't feel nothing. Yes, I want you to be express your emotions, Ex- express how you feel to me, express that you love me. Oh my goodness, I love when a man is just like openly in love with me like oh i love you i love getting those type of texts i love flowers i love stuff like that so i love when a man is appreciative and just open about his love and affection for me that just turns me on right yeah like nobody want to lay next to no fucking stone cold yes fucking you know rock because you know i work on being affectionate too but we both got to be trying in that capacity um and I think it's funny, too, because everybody just don't want to get their feelings hurt at the end of the day when it mm-hmm. comes to, like, being so detached from, like, your emotions and stuff. Like, nobody wants to be the one that gets played. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because, so one of my students, I call him my son, and he liked this girl. Um, You know, I talked to the girl. I was like, you know, he's a really good look guy. Like, you should give him a chance. But she's, like, all caught up in some other boy that I just think is not a good fit for her. But, you know, what do a teacher know? <laughs> Y'all gotta, you know what I mean? Y'all need to get your heart broke for y'all motherfucking souls. So pretty much, he ended up getting in a relationship with another girl. So he ends up he'd be flirting with the other girl a lot, mm. and they both in relationships, right? And I said to him, I said, "What are you doing? Like you're on her face." And I'm like, you know, you told me you was in a relationship with this other girl. And he's like, "I'm not doing nothing, Miss Her." I'm like, "I'm literally watching you flirt with her," and then I just heard from another student that you 
kind of kissed her the other day. <gasps> right. The she's like, he like, so he like, who told you that? Da, da, da. And I said, oh man, it is like just because she my my um school mom don't mean y'all gotta be telling her everything. Da, 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 da. I said they told me and now we're talking about it. <laughs> so why are you kissing this other girl with the girl when you have this girlfriend? So pretty much I was like, obviously you like you still like the other girl a lot, mm-hmm. but why are you with this other girl and doing that? And I said, you know, you didn't like when the girl the other girl was playing in your face, but now you playing in the girl you in a relationship face with. Mm. And so he told me how he broke up with her on the phone last night. <sighs> And the he, phone. Right. And he told me the whole thing. I said, you broke, you did it very rude. Like, that wasn't okay. He's like, what? He's like, you was telling me that if I was messing around with somebody else, I would get karma. So I broke up with her, so I wouldn't get no karma. I said, you're still going to get karma because you still did something when you was with her. Mm-hmm. And the way you broke up with her was not right. So right. you're still going to get karma. It does not matter. Mm. Like, he's like, oh, I thought you said I was going to get karma. I said, it's not that simple. Like, you break up with somebody so you don't cheat on them. Like, I'm like, and he's so young to like, he literally took what I said, like literally. Like, oh, you said if I broke up with a girl, it I wouldn't get no karma. I'm like, but babe, like, you still did something that you didn't have no business when you was with the girl. Then you didn't break up with her in the nicest way. And then I was like, it's kind of funny how you're willing to treat her that way when you didn't like the way the other girl was treating you mm. when you was really liking her and you saw her kissing the other boy at fucking. Subway, you felt like you was about to throw up when you saw that <laughs> shit. Like, because he told me that shit. He's oh, like, you, when you love sick, it's the worst. Yeah, but I'm like, but don't treat that girl like that because mm-hmm. that's where the karma comes. And I said, I said, you lose them, how you get them? You and her go into a new situation messy because that's what y'all doing right now. Mm-hmm. It might not be no messy on like our adult level, like we know messy, but that's kid messy and <laughs> it's not going to pan out right. Mm. But that's how it is in, in adulthood too. Yeah. Oh, and I'm just like, you mm. know, I just be in class and they be like, flirting. I'll be like this. And he's like, what? What? I'm like, nothing. Nothing. Like, do you? Does the other little girl go to the school? No, she doesn't go to the school. Mm. So. So you can't trust these men's girl. And I'm like, I'm trying not to say his name. I don't want to put his name on here, but I'm trying to think of another name. I'll call him Steven. I'll call him Steven. I was just like, you know. You know, Steven's a very nice looking young man and, you know, stuff like that. But I'm just like, you know, I know you're better than that. And you cannot be out here moving like that. And I get it. We're all people. But I'm just like, uh-uh. Not my school, son. You're not you about to be treating these girls like that. Yeah. And it's like his whole little posse. That we be all after school and they be all telling me about their little girl problems. Who they talking to. I'm just like... Y'all don't even need to be talking to nobody. Y'all in ninth grade, like, That's enjoy when it starts. That's when the little puppy love starts. You never have, That's like, a, a little... And, you know, attach to this damn homework. Do that. <laughs> Forget these little girls and attach to them homework I gave you. Aw, no. Shit. Aw, do you remember, like, your ninth grade crush? I didn't really have... I, I had crushes and stuff, but I don't know. I remember when I was in ninth grade, I was dating this senior boy named Lamont Fontaine. He sound like he will fuck your life up. He was a little chubby boy. He was too cute. Lamont Fontaine, that mm-hmm. sounds like an R&B singer or a football player. I know. He sh- no, he was a chef. Shit. Fontaine, me some <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I, that was cute. And then I was dating this other guy who really liked me, but I called him my brother. He was like, you're really going to date him? He's fat. I was like... I still like him. Like, this doesn't matter. He was really upset because he really liked me, but... Yeah, and I and I tell the girls, too, like, don't be sleeping on some of these boys because you're going to be one of them girls in a couple years when they looking good because they all glow up and they all get these decent jobs and you're going to be looking real silly because y'all... 
I just about to say his name, Steven. <laughs> um, he plays like football and stuff, and he's about to go to Florida for like a whole month. Aww. And I was just like to the other guy, I said, you see, he's about to go away from football. I said, he's going to be playing college ball. Like, and you want that to already be your man before he gets to college. Because I said, once he gets to college, playing football, and he's cute, he's dark-skinned. Mm-hmm. Like, I said, he ain't going to be worried. He ain't going to be checking for you no more. So I think now she's thinking about that stuff I was telling her. But I'm just like, y'all still going into your situation. This is not the way I was telling y'all to do it, though. You said, no, this is not how I want it to be. No. You I, and her. Right. Like, together. Break up with your people <laughs> respectfully first. Like, what is y'all doing? <laughs> I'm just like, and I told y'all to get together before y'all both went getting into these stupid-ass relationships. But, you know. They're young. The heart wants what the heart wants. They're going to be messy for the next 20 years. I can't even. <laughs> like, I can't even sit by and watch this. This is the catastrophe. Yeah, it's like... Child. Don't learn. Because I already see, you know, at a young age, they already forming these, like, unhealthy fucking relationship things. Mm. Like, and it's so funny because, like, I know all the little couples or whatever, and they, we're going on a trip on Friday, like, yeah, Miss Harvey, make sure you know da-da-da's with da-da-da. I'm like, you're going to be in whatever goddamn group I put you in. Because <laughs> y'all already doing too much for me in class, and I'm sure y'all doing enough outside of class. So, and then one of my students he, today, he asked me, hey, Ms. Harry, if you have sex one time without a condom, can you catch something? Oh, Just that one time God. I said, yes. And then he looked, his face was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, why? Is something wrong? And he was like, no, I'm fine. I was like, bruh, it's something wrong. Like, we could talk about that shit. He's like, no, I think he's lying to me. Because for you to ask me that very detailed question and then your face looks sick as fuck when I said, yeah, you could catch something over one time without protection, like... I would have been like, you know, there's a clinic right there on Lombard. It's free. Yes. And the kids at our school, they really don't know enough about, like, sexual education. They don't get sex ed? No, we don't have that. Mm. And it's really doing them. And I feel like especially, like, black kids are already very missed, like, informed. About, about sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And STDs. Yeah. Aw. So. That sucks. Know. But when he asked me that question, his face was like... Like, I was like, nigga, you look like you got your ass into some shit. And mm. you better tell me now so I can help you before the shit is something that... Or maybe it's not. Maybe you just in your head. Like, I was about HIV. I don't know. But <laughs> That's like, what you last Right, right, right. So, like, maybe you just being paranoid. But at the same time, you clearly don't know nothing about sex for you to be fucking people. So, that's what I'm telling y'all. Like, y'all don't need to be dating nobody because y'all don't... You ask me a question like that. Well, they're young. It's all about trial and tribulations. I guess. Like, and they have a nice teacher like Miss Hart to guide them. Oh, yes. I'm like, what, where we need to go? What's up? Like, you know what I mean? Poor kids. Mm. <sighs> Young, dumb, and full of fun. Violet. <laughs> She's trying to be all PG with it. You know, because the kids may be um, listening. Come. A couple so of my kids said they be listening to my podcast. I'm like, Why? How did y'all even find it? I don't. I didn't, I didn't even tell them about. But what did they say? Did they, did did they like y'all it? Y'all be talking about some real stuff as well. <laughs> like, get off! If y'all listening to this episode, get off! <laughs> like, I want y'all listening to this. When can we come on the show? Yo, what of internet said when you graduate high school, you are more than welcome to be a guest on Everyone Gets a Turn. It's going to be Everyone Gets a Turn Graduation Edition. Yeah, because y'all not about to get me fired coming on here. While y'all still at mastery, so. Oh, mm. shout out to all the, the the M school students. Yeah, so. Mm. Yeah. 
But we're gonna take it into my segment, talking with Big Daddy. Period. Yo, yo, it's the good sis Dorian Black, and this is talking with Big Daddy. This is basically where I just tell you all the things that are racing through my head, along with the podcast and music that I am listening to. So, yeah, I'm just going to hop into some of the things I've been thinking about. One of them is tradition. You know, with it being the holiday season, you know, a lot of family come around and you do the things you do every year. And I just love tradition because it connects us to our ancestors in so many different ways. It's just such a beautiful experience. And it's fun, whether it just be, you know, how you you cook the food or who cooked the food or things you do on the holidays and things maybe you do on a regular basis maybe you do something with your family every week or every weekend you know I think it it just brings us so much closer to our family and it's a special bond and connection that we create for one another um and you know with this being the first year without my grandmother for the holidays it is kind of hard but we have tradition to connect us to her. And, you know, my mom's created traditions of her own that she's pass- she's creating with me and my brothers and sisters. And I can't wait to create and pass down those traditions to my kids and my family. And, um, you know, just create some traditions of my own maybe one day. Um, yeah, so those are kind of some of the things I've just been thinking about and how important is special traditions and uh ancestors and family is especially during the holiday season and if you're somebody who doesn't really have uh, a big family or you know or any traditions that you may have what are some of the traditions you like to create or what are some of the things you do with your family or what are some of the things that you do with your friends you know you could create traditions not with just your family but your friends as well so um what are some of the things you guys do? I love to hear it. You can always at me at Dorian Black or at EGAT Pod and give me some of your traditions or ideas that you want to do. Um, as for podcasts, so as you guys know, I'm a huge fan of the Good Sis Mother Ish on the Uncomfortable Podcast. And we had the pleasure of recently working with her. And I just love her so much. I love everything her podcast is about. It's fun. It's funny. It's educational. It's just such an important podcast, especially for black women and just getting really comfortable with our sexuality as for other people, too. Hey, I feel like she brings a sheds a light on just, you know, topics that may be uncomfortable talking about. And she makes it fun and funny. So I just love her. Um, And if you guys get a chance, you can always check her out on all podcast platforms at the Uncomes to You and Comfortable Podcast. Um, As well as you can check out the episode will be on uh, coming out shortly. Of course, we'll let you guys know. Uh, Yeah, as for the latest tunes, you guys know I got to get into it. So I mentioned last week about Party Next Door. And, you know, it's it's. It's not an album, which I was hoping for, but it is something. He gave us two new singles. One was Loyalty with Drake, and you know I love a good collab with Drake. It is fire. It's definitely giving me that Caribbean vibe that I love, as well as the um song that he has called News. I love it. It just gives me that that breakup vibe, like, uh, uh. But yeah, speaking of breakup vibes, another person who's just so great at what they do is Janae Ayuku. I love her song, None of Your Concern with Big Sean. It just goes to show that you can break up with somebody and still be cool and casual and still be able to create 
beautiful music with them. That song is such a bop. If you guys haven't heard it, you should definitely check it out. Um, yeah, another person I just love who dropped, you know, a single is Princess Nokia. Her song Balenciaga. It's giving me bad bitch vibes. Um, thrifting vibes. So yeah, if you guys get a chance, you can check it out on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, whatever platform works best for you. Um, yeah, so that's about it for Big Daddy. I wish everybody a very happy and blessed holiday. Enjoy your family. Uh, be safe and be merry. Uh, yeah, enjoy your Thanksgiving. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are winding down on this episode. This was a fun episode. I feel like we talked about a lot. You know, a lot of things were attached to. Yeah, I feel like yeah. there's a few things I maybe need to detach from. Like my shoes, I'll probably be buying them. Get a new pair, babe. Okay. Yeah, because my, my dog's is talking at this point, so... Um, but yeah, you know, some healthy attachments, some unhealthy attachments, you know, maybe if you guys are listening, maybe you found out some things you're, you have a unhealthy attachment to. So maybe you could do some winter cleaning, clean out those bad attachments. And exactly. yeah. Because you don't want them dragging you down. Okay, yes. into the new year. Uh, I can't believe it's about to be 2020. Yo, that's around the corner. Okay, literally. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for New Year's because I really don't want to be in the house. I don't know. Can you believe that was almost a year ago we started this our podcast? This year went really, really fast. Yeah, it went really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Look at this, Neil. Yeah, it's like super fucking fast. Okay. I can't believe it's almost been a year. Yes, guys. And we're going to find a way to bring in the special New Year's with all you, you know, NGAT listeners. Yes. Okay. Maybe All we'll do like a, a a New Year's special. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Or an anniversary special, but yeah, may have to do another mukbang because I really enjoyed that. Okay. We're maybe we should do it at a restaurant. Yeah, we'll have to find one. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Maybe we could go to one of the restaurants you want on a date. At. Oh, Bicho Romano, or the other one was um. Fuck, I can't remember the name, but it was Mexican. It mm-hmm. was good. Fishtown. Mm. So. Alrighty, y'all. It's the good sis Dorian Blake. And Ari Hart. We'll see you guys next week. Alright, see ya. Peace.